thought about what song you want to have played at your funeral uh no song yep no no see i know hands Hmm. down i know at least one of the songs that i want at my funeral i've my family knows i've talked about it forever one of my all-time favorite songs love 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 this is like in my top three in christ alone Hmm. i just love that in, totally makes sense. Yes, yes, I just love in Christ alone. That mm. is, oh, it just speaks to me. And absolutely, at my memorial service, I want that song played. Mm. Here's why I bring it up. I think it's going to be around. Oh, you know what I mean. It's yes. one of those timeless songs it is, for sure. It's like a hymn. It'll be there. Mm-hmm. And Christian Stanfield has a great version. But our sweet sister, our sister friend, Natalie Grant, has mm-hmm. a brand new CD out called uh, Seasons, a brand new project. And track number one on this new uh, CD, and I've not listened through to the whole thing. I've, I've heard a few of the songs off of there. The one she did with Dolly Parton, uh, the one C. C. she did Winans. with CeCe Winans. Oh, yes. So good. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, but In Christ Alone, I don't know that she has a guest appearance on this one but it's number one on the track and right. I'm just dying to hear her version of it. Uh, I could play it for you, but I'll tell you right now. What? If, if they choose that version uh-huh. to play at your funeral, uh-huh. you will get out of the casket. I will? You will. Oh, let, have you heard it? Oh, not only have I heard it, <gasps> I happen to know it's not the song you're thinking of. It's not? It is not. <laughs> there was oh. another song called In Christ Alone. It's not in Christ alone. It is in my Christ hope alone. is found. It is not that <gasps> all other ground or no, all other. No, it is other, not that song. It's singing. not the worship song. It's a song that was made popular by Michael English in the 1990s. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a number one song. Uh, he won a Dove Award for the song, and this it would all be one that BC. Natalie would have grown up singing. Singing, okay, mm-hmm. but See, this it is, is all... not the song you're thinking of. Well, right? I'll be. Well, yeah. you learn a lot of things. Well, I do think we should go ahead and play it. I, this I would play be, it. This but, would be par for the course, though, at Carmen's Memorial. That'd be the wrong version. And, <laughs> and, and I would and go. You, and you would whoa, hear, this whoa. is what you would hear. Wait a minute. Nope. 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 That's not the one. That's not the one. Stop the service. That's well, the wrong song. Yes. In Christ, this, well, the version that you're, the whole Michael English era yes. would be BC before yes. Carmen was right. in this format. Um. So, okay. Well, I'm eager to hear now. In Christ Alone. What do you think, Carmen? Well, you know, here's the thing. I do recognize the song. Uh-huh. I do. I mean, I know this was kind of before my time, but it was such a big song. Mm-hmm. I think I do remember this when I was in high school. 
Yeah. And Natalie and I are, are the same age. So I would have thought you would have connected with the football angle on this song because there was a backup quarterback named hmm. Frank Reich. And I'm not I'm Dave, help me out here. Frank Reich was the guy, right? Yes. Who who attached to that song and it made national huh. news because it was the song that sort of right. was when playing the in huge his head. comeback, which I wanna say at the time was the largest comeback in NFL history. They okay. came back and yeah. won the game and he was singing this song to himself in oh, his wow. head. Oh, wow. What era yeah. would that have been? Back when the song was popular was, or later? When later the song years. was popular. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was all before. I mean, I would have been. Yeah. BC days. Before well, Carmen. not only that, I probably would have been in junior high, high school. So that would have been before. I would have right. been an adult. And I think it was the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she was not a Bills fan. No. Yeah. I wasn't. So. Well, it's a powerful song. It is. And Natalie, I mean, Natalie can sing anything. It's That's great. It's hilarious that I just totally went right. to the other in Christ alone. And I knew you had. The song, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So, but Natalie, had they she pl- did great. Had that one been played at your funeral? I would have said, y'all, that it was beautiful. Now, now let's do this one. <laughs> right. Can we do this one now, Dave, do you think? Can we do well, this one? <laughs> we, I think we have to, or she's going to get up out of the casket again. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have the Christian Stanfield version. Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. Yesterday, late in the show, um, I threw out like four different choices of things. I had four different stories. (laughs) Yes, you did. And I did kind of manipulate it just a little bit to make sure that one of the stories that we could tell was one that mm-hmm. Carmen would never have picked, mm-hmm. given the choice of the four. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, manipulate. Like, I didn't know what you were doing. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that leaves me with two stories left. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, maybe we just uh, look at a couple of those. You you mentioned the B story of my A, B, C, D choices right, yesterday. Starts That's letter of my first name. Carmen right. picks C, letter of her first name. <laughs> And That's so when you easy. picked when you picked B, I said no. Right. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's just go ahead and do the B story Yay! early on this morning. We get to do B. Yay. And I think this is one that might appeal to you. I don't know that it will appeal to Carmen, but it's sort of, you know, there's this sourdough craze. Yes. Well. In the building. Oh, in the building. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and Carmen is buying in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you, every time I go over to Gulf Coast Sourdough where I get my bread, listeners are in there. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're saying hi. They're talking. Hi, Carmen. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's hilarious. I love I'm not it. sure if in this building you're the wholesaler <laughs> or, or, the or the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll bring like eight loaves in. I know. And they just. Well, everybody's wanting me to bring them a loaf now because it's so stinking good. Mm-hmm. It's good. So uh, Bill has been a a fan not of the, only of the sourdough, but over the years, um, I, I hesitate to say this word, croissants have been... I'm not going to correct you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they've been a thing as well, the flaky, buttery goodness of the croissant. Uh-huh. Hero croissants, croissant, have um, <laughs> brought together a new one that boasts fewer calories... Two grams of net carbs, high fiber, and protein. 
Let me what? guess. It's made of sourdough. Well, no, no. Oh. Uh, it's just that it's a healthier version of a croissant. Okay. Without, they say, without sacrificing the delicious indulgence of Do you believe? Okay, hold on. This is the second quote-unquote health story you've kind of brought in. Yeah. Why do in you believe it when you find it, but you don't believe it when we find it? <laughs> I'm not saying I believe it now. Then why are you talking about it? Because there's an 8,000-person wait list for these things. Oh, wow. Where do you get them? <laughs> Maybe <it'd> be 8,002. <laughs> See, that's that's <laughs> the thing that I was thinking about. So uh-huh. it's croissants. It's croissants. Healthier croissants. Uh, that's what they say. Uh, they've dropped three times online, and they've completely sold out when they dropped this product. So they say that you get the goodness of the croissant mm-hmm. minus the high calories and the carbs. They partnered up with a French bakery in Sonoma, California. They handcraft hmm. each croissant. What's the name? And it's 24 layers of buttery flaky wonder. Ooh. It's Hero Croissants from the people that okay. do Hero Bread. I don't have my laptop in front of me. I haven't gotten it yet So this morning, so I can't you'll have Google to, it. You'll have I to Google, Google it. it. And it, where my doubt comes in, is I'm not sure, even looking at the picture of the, the one that they've got cut there, Yeah. just looking at the interior of it, that looks a little denser than the mm-hmm. typical croissant to me. Yeah, it's worth a try, though. I don't think it's going to have the airiness. Mm-hmm. I can get 10% off if I order now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could. But an 8,000-person wait list? Yes. That's my what, word. That's what caught my attention. Yeah, wow, 8,000 I mean, people. They're going to be doing a lot of bacon. Yeah, I'm not searching for a healthier croissant myself. Mm-hmm. And I doubt that you can get the flaky, buttery lightness of a croissant yeah. and make it So you basically bring it up to tell us we can't get it. No, I bring it up to say I don't believe them, but there is an 8,000-person <laughs> wait list. I know. If it's 8,000, well, can you imagine how long that's going to take to fulfill? I think the, the people that are looking for this are health nut people that, are, that want a little bit of indulgence. And they'll wait. But people that are really <laughs> looking for a good croissant— yeah. I think look interested. at that and go. No, thank you. Mm, it's it's here's what it reminds me. I'd of. give it a try if yeah. I could get on the list. <laughs> it reminds me of the veggie burgers that are made with those. What do they call them? Uh, it's it's a veggie patty, but they've got the the weird name for it. Yeah, the the Whopper, uh, the Burger uh, King. Uh, what's it called? I the un impossible. Yeah, the impossible meat, impossible yeah. burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's impossible that you would think that's a burger. <laughs> we were just talking about these uh, croissants, which Bill has now pulled up on the I wanted to see the ingredients.com website. And and you know, I'm not thrilled about the ingredient. I mean, it resistant wheat starch is the main ingredient. Resistant. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know what that is either. Uh, butter, wheat protein, yeast, and milled flaxseed eggs, fava bean protein. The the mill, what the uh, what is it? The is milled flaxseed. Flaxseed, flaxseed mm-hmm. would be good. Uh, apple cider vinegar, non-fat dry milk, which puts me in a mm-hmm. questionable yeah. category. Yeah. Inulin, which is a fiber. Yeah. Which doesn't always agree with me. Uh, guar gum, cultured wheat flour, wheat mm. flour, and enzymes. Okay, so here's the thing. There's no need for us. Let's move on. Uh, right. There's eight thousand weight. Wait list. We're not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. two, two net carbs. See, this is the thing. I'd get on I mean, a wait some list of, if I really like the ingredients, but I'm not. Well, you're not going to. A lot of these ingredients are because it's a processed bread sold by a bread company that's going to be shipped all over the country. Right. So it's going to have to have certain things and preservatives and things. I don't think they were looking for that kind of healthy alternative. They're not looking for a clean alternative. They were giving you two grams of carbs, 
and still some flaky goodness. I mean, I'm not sure this isn't what some people would consider clean, but it's just not ingredients. That's I not, I'm just looking I, at it and thinking that's not what I consider a croissant. Yeah. It's not <laughs> nearly airy and flaky enough, but since you do enjoy a good croissant, have you ever thought to yourself if they can make this in a a flaky little crescent shaped roll, why can't they just make a loaf of bread with this stuff? No, no, I haven't. To be honest with you, I have never. Well, apparently that, somebody it, did okay. because the folks at Thomas Thomas Breads have expanded uh, expanded their breakfast line with a croissant loaf hmm. of bread. Okay, sliced for convenience, and I've looked at it, and I have not searched the ingredients to see if you would like those or not because mm-hmm. I don't read the labels. Right, but right. <laughs> Here's what I see. Although they boast flaky, delicate layers of the croissant baked right into a loaf that comes sliced for convenience, it looks about as dense as a good piece of white bread. To me, I don't see any flaky. Hmm. I mean, do you? does that look like the interior of a good croissant to you, or does hmm. that just look like a piece of bread? Piece Who of bread. Who knows? I'll yeah. have, I'd have to try it. I think we just need to stick with our sourdough. We love it. It's healthy. Y'all eat your sourdough. We'll eat our sourdough. And when you want a good croissant, get yourself a good croissant. I have Bible study tonight. We are doing Priscilla Shire's Discerning the Voice of God. It's been really, really good. I actually was doing my last day of homework uh, last night when I got home, and it was on. It was on peace and just goodness. There is nothing that can replace. The peace of God, just that that peace that comes from him. And it got me to thinking about spiritual growth. And, you know, we talk a lot about spiritual growth and Bible study. I talk a lot about spiritual growth, just even with, you know, my daughters and within my friend group. And the one of my favorite follows, I've talked about her, um, you know, quite a bit lately, but Ashley Morgan Jackson, she posted this. I don't even know what post it was. I'll go find it and or Hitch will find it. We'll put it at the morningcruise.com. But She's talking about spiritual growth and how it can feel sometimes. And I just want to go through some of these because I think, especially as new believers, uh, we give our life to the Lord and there is that, I hate to call it a high because that cheapens it, but you're, you know, you're, you're walking on air. You're so grateful for this new found faith and you're just, it's exuberant. It's almost like a honeymoon phase. It really is. It really is. And then, you know, life kind of creeps back in and you, you have to really fight to hold on to that but also spiritual growth comes in knowing that it's not going to be a mountaintop right. all the time and and the lord is not a genie in a bottle he's yeah. not santa claus you didn't you know you don't give your life to the lord for all these things to work out uh you give your life to the lord because he he makes dead things alive yeah <laughs> and that's why you do it but i just wanted to go through this list because if you're going through a season of spiritual growth, or if you're kind of in a, in a valley, uh, I think some of these um, thoughts will resonate with a lot of folks listening this morning. So number one, spiritual growth can feel overwhelming at times. It really, it takes all, all you've got. And you have to find that magic balance between not making it feel like you're doing the checklist. You know, here's my quiet time. Here's my Bible reading. Right. You know, you have to, here's my next uh, Bible, you know, lesson that I'm going to watch Paige Brown or what have you, you have to really, you know, fight to keep it not in a, going into a routine, not just checking the boxes. Exactly. Yeah. It can feel lonely because especially when you are in a friend group and you're wanting to grow more and others aren't, there can become a, a little bit of a, a natural divide and that's okay. 
you know, just keep looking for, as Jenny Allen says, keep looking for your people, find your people, find your people that want to grow as well. Um, it can feel heavy because sometimes when, when the Lord's taking you through uh, a time of spiritual growth, uh, it, it, you're realizing your dependence on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we like to be independent and we like oh, yes. to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be boring. Let's just be honest. I get in some of, uh, you know, I'm going through the Bible and there's some passages where they're just talking about 20,000 of this and 10,000 of that and <laughs> cubits of this and da, 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 da. And I'm like, Lord, help me get through these passages. Lots it's, of scholars and pastors do a lot to try to make that material yeah, compelling. Yeah. And it is in yeah. a nerdy sort of way, but it's. It's tough when you're doing a Bible yeah. reading plan. You get there, it's like, oh. I think that's why I like Tara Lee Cobble so much because she'll just call it out. She'll just say, okay, yeah. stay with me. We've just got to press on. Right. And I don't want it to be, if I say I've gone through the Bible, I want to say I've gone through the whole Bible this right. year. I don't want to say, well, minus those, you know. Right. But um, unless you're trying to build a scale yeah. model of yeah. the ark. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 You just have to press through. Um. Uh, the next one, it can be confusing. Walking by faith means not knowing. And oh my goodness, are we a people that wants to know what's you know what's around the bend? Um, but it can also be freeing, seeing God change you, changing your thinking, changing uh, just your your thought process. That can be really, really freeing and liberating. Uh, a couple more here. It can be peaceful. Uh, spiritual growth can feel peaceful uh, because you see. The Lord changing your life. You see the Bible, and it's alive and active, and you you see it transforming, renewing your mind, which is a really, really peaceful feeling. And then um, the last thing it can feel, and these are all positive, is it can be um, really hopeful to mm-hmm. know that you're not stuck, and mm-hmm. that that the Lord's transformation power is available to us. You know, yes. all who seek find. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was a really, really good list. Absolutely. One, one thought for you. Yeah. Just like personal growth. Yeah. You don't know that you're growing usually until you're on the other side That's of it. So and you look back. That's so true. That's so true. And it usually really is in those valley times where God does a lot of the, the stretching or those, those more anxious times. So we'll put this list at the morningcruise.com. Carmen was talking about spiritual growth a couple of minutes ago. It made me think of one of the most interesting little passages in mm-hmm. the gospels where Jesus says this to Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I've prayed for your faith that it may not fail. And when you've turned again, strengthen your brothers. And this is one of the most interesting things, because what Jesus is literally saying is, you're going to go through a time of testing. You're going to go through a time that you need to go through. And sometimes God allows us, as a part of our spiritual growth, to go through, just providentially, these seasons of dryness, these seasons of testing, of temptation. James is very clear in the New Testament that God does not tempt us with evil. He cannot be tempted. He doesn't tempt anybody. But he does allow us to go through temptations, which become times of testing. It happened to Jesus when he went into the wilderness. He was tempted to turn these stones into bread, and Satan was right there in that temptation, but Jesus resisted him with by quoting the scripture from Deuteronomy and saying, man shall not live by bread alone. He resisted because God had a plan for Jesus to follow in his earthly ministry, and he followed it to a T. Thank the Lord. He is the only one who's had perfect obedience. But we, we don't know ourselves that well. And so Peter immediately, when Jesus said, hey, 
Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. Now just think about what that means because it's weird to our ears. But if you take wheat and you sift it, you're tossing it up in the air and the chaff is blowing away those those husks and those worthless pieces and you're left with purer wheat. And that's what testing and, and, and growth in this way does to us. But Peter responds by saying, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Uh, if you know the story, and it goes on just a little bit later, Peter denies him, and he's not ready to go to prison. He goes back to fishing. He's after the after the the crucifixion. Peter doesn't know himself, and so Jesus says, "I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me." Wow, that's just Jesus knows this about Peter, and he wants to strengthen his character, so he allows him to go through this time of really serious testing where Peter is at risk, but God knows this. And listen to what Jesus said. He didn't say if. When you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. This is the beautiful thing. When we go through a time of testing, even though it might be hard, the Lord is entrusting us. The Lord is. The Lord knows he's going to bring us through it if we continue to trust him. And so on the other side of that, you're stronger. On the other side of that, you've got character that you could never have developed without the test. So if you're going through that, and that's the spiritual growth moment you're in, don't despair. God sees you. This passage should remind you that he does, and he will strengthen you so you can strengthen others. Some of my best friends live in Nashville, and they have littles. It's, there's a, there's a, it's not a huge age gap. I think I probably just started early with kids. They started a little bit later with kids. But they have littles, and I was talking to them yesterday, and they were telling me about this new kids programming. It's put out by uh, the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is a, a news source, and um, I think this is very exciting. The name of the programming is called Bent Key, B-E-N-T-K-E-Y. I'm not sure why it has that name, but it's called Bent Key. And I'm actually, I have not downloaded the app, but I have it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. So basically... It's 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 going to be subscription based, but it's children's programming, and I think it's ages four and above, and it's got some really promising things. Some of the some of the features that my girlfriends are very excited about have have or you know love, and I guess uh, Daily Wire is putting this out in response to parents just begging <laughs> for um, culturally agenda free programming, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's what they say. say. Bent Key, I'm reading this from the app, uh, and it's number one. I guess they just launched it yesterday. Wow. Uh, and it's already number one on the app store, so you know that there's a demand for it. But Bent Key is a new streaming service for kids and families dedicated to creating and curating the next generation of timeless content and characters that families will love and parents can trust. And it talks about some of the stories that are, are coming out. We also built a dedicated team to curate content from around the world that we would trust our kids with. Uh, we watched every minute of every show to ensure that they are great for kids while never insulting our audience or their values. Mm. And then it goes on to say that they already have 150 episodes, children's programming, already on the app, which is huge. And then there's going to be new content and new episodes released every Saturday morning. So it says download the app to watch free episodes of every show and get to know the characters. And then I guess there's probably, you know, some behind, I would imagine. Maybe there's some free and some behind, you know, with the, the streaming paywall. services, yeah. the paywall. Yep. Um, but as uh, Christian parents, as parents, uh, 
you know, I, I know that I hear this from young parents. Back in the day, we could just put on Barney or we could put on, you know, whatever, the Blue's Clues or fill in mm-hmm. the blank. It just, mm-hmm. or it felt that way that we could just put on even the, the Disney shows and you could sit and watch it with your kids. You could trust it. Right. I think that there's, um, there's a the concerted effort to message, put messages in there that maybe some parents aren't comfortable with. And I think I think kids need to be kids. Mm. You know? Educational programming used to be about phonics yeah. and math yeah. and learning to read or identify letters, colors, shapes. Mm-hmm. And now it's about it, ideology. It has it become it's really more not. about cultural ideology. Yeah. Mm. So they're committed, they say, to wholesome. I don't know that this is Christian programming, but right. it's wholesome programming agenda free culturally mm-hmm. agenda free for kids and they're they've created this because there's been such a demand because the content that we all grew up with you just can't you just can't trust anymore i know that's kind of a blunt way to say it uh, if you're a parent of a young child and you're you're not watching yeah uh, it's, you have it's to. Had, sad to say it but oh there are people who are trying to shape your kids oh, values yeah. that think you our second, My, you as a parent, are not as equipped as as they are yeah. to shape your kids and your family values. And th- my girlfriends have told me some of the scenes, you know, where they're watching along and all of a sudden, you know, X, Y, Z happens. And they're like, ooh, and they're like diving for the remote. Uh, and it just it comes in kind of sneakily. Um, so anyway, it's called uh, Bent Key. I'll have Hitch put the link to it at themorningcruise.com and then also a little picture of the icon of what the app, what okay. the app looks like. Thank you. Had a couple of people text in. I just wanted to bring this up. I'm sure I don't have littles around, just my girlfriend's kids. Um, so I'm sure parents know this and are going, duh, Carmen, we know. But maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some who who don't know. But a few had texted in and said Bluey, that they watch Bluey. That's pretty much all that they watch. Well, I was introduced to Bluey mm-hmm. uh, by Palmer and Elliston. This is my girlfriend, CB's uh, two little girls. And I got to tell you, wow, it is it is good. And you can tell the folks who are writing Bluey, the creators, they have to be believers. Because when you're a believer, you just see themes. You see themes, you see phrasing, you see things that they use. And it's like, okay, that's biblical. Um, it's not an overtly faith-based programming, uh, but if you're a grandparent or maybe you have nieces and nephews, kids are coming over to the house. Uh, Bluey is it. I got teary watching a couple uh, yeah. of episodes. It was I've seen really, a couple of them, yeah. not a lot, but yeah. I mean, Emmy and Andy Kate are very into Bluey. Bluey. Mm-hmm. Um, Sutton, Ransom, Lauren, a little bit into it as well, but they're just yeah. younger. We've yeah. had a couple yeah. of episodes. Addie's still a little young, to, 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 to but, but she yeah. still likes it. And so this is an Australian program. Yeah, yep. So, and it's a, so it's a she, six-year-old puppy. She got uh, she picked up one of the words uh-huh. with the accent. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, which, which drove Adam a little bit nuts. You That's, were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Emmy's done the same thing. Andy Kate will do it, too. Uh, it's just <laughs> crazy. that They pick up not only the... The accent, uh-huh. but uh, colloquialisms that are unique to Australia, mm-hmm. and suddenly they're using them. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, why are you calling the garbage can a rubbish, rubbish bin? Yeah. Or um, at one point, I think Emmy Emmy announced that she had to go to the dunny. 
<laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, that's cute. Uh, I, so cute. For the sake of family-friendly programming, yeah. Yeah. I'll take a few Australian phrases. Yes, yeah. If you have a grandma or a grandpa in your life, chances are they're not called grandma and grandpa. In fact, if you are one or have one, what do they call you or what do you call the kids' grandparents? We would love to know, and I'll compare it with the data that has uh, recently been compiled on this. So text us that name to 1-800-456-8910. We'll tell you what the most popular names for grandparents are these days. Names for grandparents have been changing, and lots of people have chimed in on this. I just was asking you to text us and tell us if you know a grandparent, if you have a grandparent in your life, or if you are one, what are they called? And we got tons of texts, and I'm just going to share a few here at random. Uh, I became a grandma, this person says, before my 40th birthday, so my granddaughter calls my mom grandma, but she calls me Mimi. Uh, My three-year-old granddaughter calls me Nani, which is Italian for grandparents. Sometimes non or nana. I've seen that quite a bit on this list. Uh, Let's see. There's um, nana and papa. Uh, Sito. Oh, sito in Syrian. That's interesting. We've had abuela, which is Mm -hmm. Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite a few of those. Oma and opa. I think it's German. Uh, Gigi Mm, and papu. Gigi is what uh, Haley and Abby have said that they... They kind of lean Gigi for me. Oh, really? At some point, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I like Gigi. I also think my nickname growing up was Lulu, and I just think that that would be because oh, I'm also work. crazy. So I think about who was Lulu on uh, Hee Haw. Was it Lulu on Hee Haw? <laughs> there, there was. I'll was let you she? Google that. Okay, hold on. Let me go. Well, look. some others. Mama, which I know that's <laughs> yeah, that can be a, that's a good yeah. Southerner, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I had Mama, Mima, I had Mima and Mama, mm-hmm. Pop. Uh, Granny and Graham Mack. Uh, let's see. Yaya, I've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of interesting ones on this list that just were like, what? Where did they come up with that? I'm Some actually of- I'm narrating a book right now, and <laughs> there's a character, a, a granddaughter that calls her grandpa G. Diddy. Yes. G. Diddy? I just yes. Googled. Uh, I'm laughing because I just Googled Lulu on Hee Haw. Lulu Roman. Okay, so, Lulu, I can see her now. Yeah. You said the yeah. last name, Dave. Yeah. Um, the uh, grandparents, you know, can be young. Uh, we, were, we heard from a couple here. There was one who, in this uh, story that HuffPost put out that has a survey by Preply in it, had a story of a woman who became a grandparent at age 52. She wasn't thrilled because she didn't feel like a grandparent. But as soon as uh, they decided what they would call her, and as soon as she saw that granddaughter, it's like, no, I'm all in. And they don't call her grandma. Uh, they have an alternate name, Nani, for her. Uh, the most popular names for grandparents in the U.S. are, and I'm going to give you the top five. BB is number five. Okay. Gran, number four. Mimi, which is yeah, Kimberly. that's Kimberly. Variation on that, which is Emily, which is Mim. Mim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nana. I was going to say, Nana has to be, that's my. That's what my girls call my mom. Yeah, uh, that would be Leah's mom is Nana. Okay. And then Gigi is number one. Is Gigi number on one? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. For no. grandfathers, I love number five. And I saw a few on our text line that said this one, grand dude. That's <laughs> funny. All right. G-paw, pappy, 
Pops, which is you. That's me. Yeah. And I had to, that was Kimberly, what she called her dad, so I'm Grand Pops. Uh-huh. So that's, and then Poppy is mm. number number one. I think, I think Pete, they've, I've talked about just the girls, grandkids calling Pete, Petey. Yeah. Petey and Gigi. I think that works. Yeah, that would be cute. Big Daddy and Shishi. I like oh, that. Yeah. And then my girlfriend, Kelly, and, you know, Kelly is... She's in. She's in shape. She's beautiful. She's. I mean, she's awesome. And she, her grandkids. What she wants them to call her is uh-huh. Big Mama. Big it's, Ma- hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious because you know you All have right. you have an image of what you think Big Mama. You know, I, go, growing yeah. up at the, I would not picture Kelly. No, when you said Big she's Mama. <laughs> anything but. But it's hilarious. She should be and a Gigi. Is, I think. No, she is a Big Mama. Yeah? She okay. wants to be Big Mama. And how about she this is one? Big Mama. Ding yeah. ding. Ding Ding That's is what funny. we call yeah. my maternal grandmother. Yeah. Of course, there's a story behind it, and she wore that unique moniker very proudly. And we have somebody on the line. I think they call you Sassy. It's based on my personality. They're like, you don't act like no grandma. We're going to call you Sassy. And I like it because you don't, I don't have to share my name with anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of the benefits. And the regional differences are in, involved in this, too, for grandma and grandpa names. Mama was the top choice for grandmothers in Alabama. Uh, that that was... would be Mama, not Mama. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. You can't even say Mama. But wait a second. It's not limited to the South. It's also the top choice in Indiana, okay. where they probably just say Mama or Mama. No, no Listen, I don't think no. so. I think that's Mama wherever you go. Uh, Ohio, Wisconsin. Wisconsin probably doesn't say it quite like that. But anyway, Pop Can you pop, say Mama? Mama. I can't quite say it. I got too much Pennsylvania mother and Florida coastal. Uh, yeah. uh, and Pop Pop for grandfathers common in Pennsylvania, Maryland, North Carolina, Missouri, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Abuelo for uh, Florida and California, the most popular Spanish uh, designation sure, yeah. for grandparents. So that's kind of cool. All kinds of options. If you have a grandparent in your life, or if you are about to become one, or if you are one, it doesn't always have to be grandma and grandpa. It's often decided by the firstborn grandchild. Right. If you have been around, uh, well, if you have been around sports for a number of years, uh, like since ESPN became a thing, which was 1979. Was you, it that far back? 1979, ESPN hit the airwaves. And this guy was a part of it. Hey, come on, baby. Get ready. And it's time to call 1-800-456-8910. The Joy FM is awesome, baby. <laughs> That's Dick Vitale. I love that. Who uh, happens to live in our listening area. Dick is 84 years old, mm. still going strong despite some struggles. Uh, he has recently been fighting uh, cancer. He was diagnosed with lymphoma years ago, mm-hmm. then melanoma in 2021. And recently had vocal surgery. You haven't heard his voice for a while. Yeah. But yesterday, he posted a video on socials. Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. This is the first time I've been able to speak. I'm going to do a little moderation for the next couple of weeks. But Dr. Zytel is going to walk you through what he found today in doing a scope on my throat. And I'm telling you, I'm emotional. I'm excited. I didn't speak now. you got to understand, for seven months, you're the first people hearing my voice in a long, long time. And I thank all of you for your prayers and your unbelievable love you've sent me. It meant so much to me. I tell you, it's been tough. But boy, I just say have faith, think positive, and I've tried to do that. 
God bless all of you. Now, he wow. mentioned his doctor there. His doctor said that from what they've seen in his, his radiotherapy has progressed remarkably well, and they see all of his tissues now being fully healed with no evidence of cancer whatsoever. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. So he says the best pathway now for Dick is patience, mm-hmm. and patience for Dick Vital means that on <laughs> November 28th, he thinks he's going to be behind the microphone as Miami and Kentucky face off in Rupp Arena. So that's his oh goal goodness. is to call the game <laughs> November 28th. Bless that, his heart. That's it, great that he has that goal. I'm not sure that fits with the patience category. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how, yeah. how patient that is. Can yeah. you imagine, though, not being able to talk for seven months? Yeah. I mean, oh, well, it would be a be, challenge. That would be a challenge, yeah. you know? So uh, just good reports for Dick Vitale, and I hope he does make November 28th. He says he's going to. Speak in moderation between now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can hear. I think some of that is the recovering voice. Some of it is just you're going to be rusty after seven months sure. of not speaking. Plus, he had the surgery; he's still recur- recovering. But from. Do you hear the fire in his yeah. voice even yeah. there? Oh yeah. That one? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pray and for Dick Vital. That's a, he's he's been in the studio a couple of times yep. over the years. Cars have been getting safer for a while. And yet, the number of traffic deaths has been on the rise. In fact, uh, not just with regard to to car crashes, but actually pedestrians and cyclists. Uh, This is a pretty alarming figure. A sharp rise of more than 60% between 2011 and 2022. Uh, they, They say they don't exactly know what's causing these. But one of the factors that seems to be involved is the increase in demand for bigger vehicles contributing to it. That's according to the VP of Research at the nonprofit Insurance Institute for Highway Safeties. SUVs and pickups are more likely to kill or seriously injure pedestrians and cyclists when involved in a crash. And they're trying to figure out why that is. I do find this. I can posit one theory. Yeah. You can make the cars as safe as you want, but if you don't make safer drivers, it's never going to help. Well, that's a part of it, and it's, it's not its not even cited in, in this story that I have here. Um, they're, they're pointing at the larger cars, which is, okay, I'll, I'll track with that, right. maybe visibility issues. And obviously, if there is a larger car involved in a pedestrian or cyclist um, incident— it's a it's a bigger surface area, so the, the sure. it's going to be but it's going to be worse. Think, I think it's less about the size of the car and yeah. more about the distraction of the driver. Well, that's what's that's what's curiously missing to me in the in the story, and I don't know why. And I'm not trying to say hey, it's a conspiracy theory and none of that stuff. I'm just saying, I wonder why there's nothing about distractions. And I think one thing that I'd like someone to do some research on is the. The other side of the coin, and I, I risk being misunderstood here, but performance to me of today's cars is a factor. When people pass you on the on the highway now, they're not passing you in a steady, slowly increasing fashion. It's like zip. It's like zoom, zoom, you know, and cars are just the performance. I'm driving down one street here, University Parkway, and a Tesla will pass me, and it will not pass me just doing a few miles an hour slower because the Tesla is such a performance electric car that they just they just shoot out like a rocket. And pretty much all the cars being made these days, mm-hmm. the CRV that I drive or that my wife drives, it's a it's a 2019. Mm-hmm. It's it's the new car that we have. Yeah. Most of our cars are hundred thousand miles or worse. But this one 
2019, we replaced a 2013 yeah. CRV yeah. with this one a few years ago. And this one, the performance over the 2013, it's night and day. But again, it's whose foot is on the pedal. That's yeah. correct. Which it all, that all ties together well. For someone who lives on the interstate, I drive an hour 15, 20 in. I drive an hour 15, 20 home. So that's what, almost almost three hours a day on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the Tesla. It's not just the CRV. It is. It is. Oh, it's, uh, it's everybody. It's all, all of the them. Cars, and though, yeah. you can be going eighty, and it doesn't. I mean, you don't even feel. You it. don't even feel it. And, right. And I'll, you know, I'll go seventy, maybe seventy-two or whatever, and people pass me like I am sitting still. Right. Parked. Happens all the time. Yep. Right. But the pedestrians and the cyclists, those are going to be on the surface streets, not That's the right. interstates. Right. And I, I'm just. I two things: the people behind the wheel mm-hmm. who insist on shaving it as close to a cyclist as they can, as a cyclist. I'm just telling you, right? People don't move over and give you three feet; they'll pass you by. Is that a fact? Because I give lots of space to cyclists. I, well, Dave, you, you haven't twice. hit any. <laughs> I know. Dave's I'm just telling twice. you. Right. There are times when you think it's a mir- it's a miracle I didn't get it caught by the side view mirror. Yeah. People don't move over all that much. They're not all that concerned about it. Hmm. And a lot of people just get irritated with cyclists on the road. The other end of that spectrum, though, is cyclists who don't follow the, the rules the of the road. Was, yeah. Who will buzz through an intersection at a four-way stop and not think. Sure, it, it can be a little inconvenient when you're in the tougher gears to come to a complete stop and then get back up to speed. Yeah. But you're not going to get hit by somebody cruising through the intersection either. Yeah. So I think there's safety issues on both sides. I just don't think it's as linked to the sizes of the vehicles or the performance of the vehicles as it is to the people driving the vehicles today who aren't nearly as defensive as we used to be. No, there there used to be a thing called defensive driving, and it's just being aware, really, of your surroundings. It's phones. It's, yeah. Let's just it's, be honest. It's, it's the elephant that. in the room. And I think also, and I, I again, I'm trying to be as, I'm trying to, like, I think also the, the interior of cars mm-hmm. is now designed for maximum comfort. Mm-hmm. You can easily get in there and mm-hmm. just sort of feel like you're in an isolated, you know, chamber apart from the world and become less aware of your surroundings. Which goes right. back to what Dave's and saying. And that's what right. I'm saying. It's awareness. When I come up to an intersection on my bike, and I, there's a car at that mm-hmm. intersection. I will not, or not even an intersection, a driveway, yeah, or a parking lot, yeah. If I don't make eye contact with the person behind that wheel, yep, I'm not coming through the intersection. Yeah, you've got the bruises to to prove out your. <laughs> I'm just your telling statement you. Here. It's and it's, here to you know live to tell about it. Yes. right. <laughs> and those were older cars that didn't perform that well and weren't big cars. I yeah. went over the hoods of smaller vehicles driven by people who were not paying attention. I follow an account, I follow a ministry. I know these these people on Instagram called Firm Israel. And my girlfriend Alyssa, this is her sister Vanessa, and her husband who have a gospel Christ-centered ministry in Israel, uh, Messianic Jews. And just have been following along since everything happened uh, over a week ago. And this is why 
you know, I love them so much because I'm on their Instagram right now. It says five ways to pray for Palestinians in Gaza. And here's what they write. Uh, Seeing the reckless suffering experienced by so many innocent people in Gaza breaks our hearts. As believers, we need to have empathy and compassion for the Palestinian people. It's important to remember that Hamas, the terrorist regime ruling Gaza, does not represent all Palestinian people. Uh, Swipe through for ways that you can pray for them. And, you know, this is this whole situation. I just I did have to take a little bit of a break from it just because I was consuming. Just it felt like 24 seven and just felt so heavy. But anytime you have a situation like this, it is it is not it's not black and white. Evil, evil is is black and white. That's right. But it's going to be Satan. At the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. Yes. And Satan is the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. And he is the one that is behind all of the, you know, you hate to start throwing around words that everyone's using, but there's not going to be truth that's going to be put forward. It's going to be lies and misrepresentations and that's part we, of the warfare. It is part of the warfare. Yeah. It's absolutely part of the warfare. And uh, Vanessa and Michael are right there in Israel. Vanessa's a mom. Mm-hmm. They have two little boys. You know, Michael is out serving. They're trying to help people who are displaced. Uh, now there's, you know, it's it's coming from the south. It's now co- coming from the north with Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just some of the some of the ways that we can pray. Pray for. Freedom from Hamas, a wicked terrorist regime that has controlled the Gaza Strip for 18 years while using civilians as human shields. Yes. We know this. Amen. We know this. Uh, to pray for Gazan civilians to safely evacuate. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing that gets so tricky is when you look at Egypt and some of their surrounding areas, they don't want to open their borders because they are fearful because— you've got Hamas in with the civilians Mm -hmm. and how do you, how do you separate right out? It's just, it's, it's it's so hard. Um, I do know that they've turned the water. I'm going to get my North and South messed up, but they've turned on water in In one part of the South to get the Northern folks to to migrate down that way. But then you, you saw where Hamas was blocking, blocking the roads and not letting them through. Uh, One of the things they have on their uh, Instagram page, uh and I just went and followed them this morning because you've been following them and talking about them for a while. These are good folks. They are good folks. And uh, they have the names of hostages. Yes, they do. And they're asking folks to take a name. Write it on your hand. Write it on your hand. As Mm -hmm. it says in Isaiah, I've inscribed you in the palm of my hand Mm -hmm. and pray for that hostage by name. I think that's powerful. And and I don't know if you guys watched the news last night, but there was one video that was released yesterday morning. Um, that was released yesterday morning of a young girl and her mom. Uh, her mom is watching this video of her daughter and she's, she's saying things that, you know, Hamas is probably standing there right. with a weapon mm-hmm. and forcing her to say certain things, but she was, and I have not seen the video. I just saw her mom being interviewed, um, but saying that, you know, they helped her with her wounds, you know, mm-hmm. different things. I don't know how, how, true how true it is. All of that is, but um, can you imagine as a mother getting a video and having people hold your Lord? Hold, it's just, it's unimaginable. Yeah. Um, a couple more things here um, that justice would prevail uh-huh. and that good would rise up, you know, pray for our leaders. Pete and I, you know, laying on the bed last night, we pray for this 
we pr- we're praying for Israel every single day and, yeah. and Gaza uh, and for the Christian community in Gaza. Um, so and healing from a spirit of hatred and division. So anyway, Firm Israel is the organization that we know. They've got some good stuff on there because as believers, you know, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world that are literally, it's just, it's still a nightmare. And I don't, as it, as it goes on, I don't want us to forget about them and just continue on with our everyday life here because there are implications for us. But at the end of the day, these people are suffering. Yes, yes. and Israel's still in shock. Yeah. There are many, many Palestinians who are yep. in shock from having to be displaced. And the threat of bombs falling on your head on both sides is difficult. And Hamas is the perpetrator of all of, of it. All you of talk it. about black and white with evil. I yeah. have no problem saying that it's whatsoever. Hamas, yeah. So we do pray that Israel would, would have victory in this particular situation over Hamas and that there would be sa- safety and peace return to the region. But as Christians, we're not just praying for that one one-sidedly. We're praying ultimately for Christ and his kingdom and his uh, His peace to, to come and, and to prevail. Um, and, and especially we're praying for those who do name the name of Christ, and that somehow God will work in the middle of this horrible situation to bring people to the peace that they can have ultimately with him, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We've mentioned a couple of things in the last hour that we've asked prayer uh, for prayer for. Feels grammatically yeah. We've asked incorrect. Folks to pray for yeah. Um, one, Dick Vital continues his recovery, and then the other is the situation in Israel we were just talking about. Anytime you need prayer, by the way, there's an easy way to do it. You can go to our website, thejoyfm.com. We've got a prayer center there. You can just type in a prayer request if you like. Uh, people can pray for you there when they go, and uh, they can even check a little thing that says that they prayed for you. And if you go back and see your prayer request, there might be bunches of little hearts underneath it just indicating that people have prayed for you. You can also talk to a live person. Just pick up the phone and call 877-800-7729. That's 877-800-PRAY. And there's a live person on the end of that. Either if you if you call or if you text, somebody will respond and pray for you any time of day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got volunteers there to pray for you. So if you need prayer, go to thejoyfm.com, click on the prayer center, or call 877-800-PRAY. Bill's Big Word of the Day. Sobriquet or sobriquet is the uh, big word of the day today. comes from the French word. That's why the uh, French pronunciation goes back to the mid-1600s for the word for a jest or a, uh, a gentle tap under the chin. And it really means a humorous epithet, assumed name, or nickname. And here's where I'm going with the big word of the day today with our sentence. Sassy is a sobriquet given to a grandma whose personality fits the nickname. Big word of the day today, sobriquet. This is the morning cruise. 